First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for the Detroit Lions podcast Quick Takes Show. It's a quick look at this week's Detroit Lions news. And now your hosts, Chris and Jeff, the Riz Rizden. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is going to be episode 228, our quick takes episode. We're back with the Riz doing some quick takes. Um, don't forget, this is the official Lions podcast for Reddit. I'm your host, Chris. With me is my good friend and co-host, the Riz. How you doing, brother? It is good to be with you again, Chris. It's been too long. It's been like three weeks since I've talked to you. I know. You're so busy. I get it. Like, it's all super important family stuff and, and work. They got you They got you running a bunch of different, and then you, you just were sick. I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that you were, you were down. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm getting much better. Um, you would not have wanted to see me earlier this week. It was not pretty. It was not, not fun at all. I lost five pounds the hard way. <laughs> I could use a couple of those six. I'm like, yeah. how much weight can I eat? lose eating salad can i eat all that salad today <laughs> right. <laughs> all right we got a good show today uh, we're gonna take a look ahead of the kansas city game we're gonna talk about some of the latest lions news we got a couple questions that came in from the patreon but we're also going to take your calls and do some live q a so make sure you get with us we got a great show here riz you ready to go my man i'll save my throat and say let's do it <laughs> let's kick this off and break it down all right we're not doing announcements. We're getting right into it because it's quick takes. But I do have to mention that the show is brought to you by our friends at Fanatics. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get all, not just your Lions gear, the official licensed stuff, but any pro college team all at Fanatics. What, what do you got? I went, I went there today <laughs> and I got my son some TCU swag. Very, very nice. That's the, see, even Riz does it. Be like Riz, folks. Fanatics.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Right. Okay. Let's do it. This is quick takes. We do things a little quicker, a little different, and um, it's still good. And uh, we're, we're, gonna, we're trying to play with it a little bit and see how it goes. So, you guys, this will be the first time we're doing calls and doing the live thing. So, you know, just call in. It's uh, there on the screen, 248-782-8384. Or if you're going to use Skype, go to Detroit Lions Podcast. All one amazing word. Okay. So we'll start out first uh, talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. And I said it in the podcast this week, but I will recap because I know you haven't had a chance to listen with all the catching up you've been doing. Um, I, I have not listened. I will. I will. I'll freely admit it. Okay. I'm, I'm way the hell behind on stuff. No, no, I got it. We've got I've actually got one guy heavy on Twitter. He said, I've actually got to pause your podcast so I can see your live broadcast and then go back to what you said yesterday. Nice. Yeah. He's like, you just put it in my veins, baby. Um, <laughs> we'll start out. Let's talk about this. Let's think about this. Um. Kansas City Chiefs, people haven't matched up against them well, but I think the Lions are probably the best matchup for the Chiefs so far this year. And this is the best matchups the Lions have had against a top three, top four team in the NFL in years. I mean, this is a healthy Lions team, and we'll say, you know, Tyreek Hill's out. Um, I, I think, especially with the run, the way they can control the game is through the run, limit the the possessions of Kansas City. They will own ball control and then you know work for the turnover. Do that because their guys won't be gas on defense. It's I call it the the uh, covering contain defense. <laughs> Don't let Mahomes get out. Force him to throw from a pocket and try to collapse the pocket. I mean, that's that's my keys to success for the Lions here. But we're looking at a couple injuries. We got Darius Slay who who was limited today. We got uh, Mike Daniels, who's out long enough that he may miss the Green Bay game, which really frustrates me because I wanted to see him oh, take out revenge that. Revenge games are so much fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and Danny Amendola. Um, I haven't heard what's what's up with him. I just heard that he didn't practice again today. I'm hoping he's okay. Um, From I, what I gather, we're not going to see him this week. Mm-hmm. 
the the fall that he took, they've been very quiet about it, but uh, little birdies have told me that he might be out for a little bit. It, it looked like it could have been a collarbone to me, the way he landed. Case was saying a rib. I don't know. I, I thought it was more like a rib or, or possibly a scapula, like maybe not like detached or shattered, but like something going on back there. And he, the way he fell, they've officially diagnosed it as a chest injury. So maybe it's like, you know, it thrust forward and, and mm-hmm. like, with the shoulder going forward like that, you know, you can pull your peck or something like that. Pull your peck, um, something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, don't, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> not, not, not a good thing to do on national television. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time it's happened, but um, no, this is this is interesting. So now it's kind of look. It, it, this is a game that I don't necessarily say I expect the Lions to win, right? But the matchup with ahead of the injuries was such that I thought, well, this is one that they could. It's a trap game from Kansas City. It's a game that we could we could pull out, and they could be looking past this team. And uh, boy, with his injuries, I, I just can't feel it with Slay out. We really, really need him out there on the field. So, what do you do? I mean, I feel like as long as it's not a complete blowout, it's its own kind of win. You know what I mean? As long as you show you can play with the big boys. I, I think there's a lot of fans that are in Lions Land that are like, you know what? As long as we show up and play well. And if we lose like 30 to 24, I think most people will be pretty happy with that. I mean, they'll be upset that we lost. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, okay, you know what? We proved that we can play. And I, I buy into that some, but I think this team, if they want to be who they want to be, they kind of need to win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and I don't think that they're going to be happy if they lose by a six. They're going to be like, okay, what, what were the two or three plays where we lost this game? What could we have done to stop those? Because if you lose, you know, if they come out and they win 35 to 14, um, arbitrary number for Michigan fans there, um, it's it's going to be like, you know, okay, you know what, they're just better than us. We didn't have our A game. You know, all right, we'll, we'll build on from that. But if it's like really close and you lose, then you're like focusing on, God, what, what if we would have picked up this bliss right? Or, you know, what if we would have made that open field tackle? What if on second and seven, they wouldn't have gotten the first down and you would have put them in third down, that, those type of things. Right. right. And, and those, those can be really frustrating because those are the sorts of things where you can like, Oh my God, we're so close. We're so close. And then, then you get into the trap game because then you, you know, you're coming back and you're playing green Bay. You're, you know, you're, you get somebody, you're going to play like Oakland later in the year. Oakland's terrible. Yeah. You expect to beat them. Yeah. But oh, it's like, absolutely. But, you know, you, you worry like, oh, my God, did we give it away because we didn't have that attention to detail on those one or two plays like that. And that can put a lot of pressure on a team. And I, I in a way, like if they lose, I almost hope that they don't look great because I do think that, yes, they're undefeated. Um, and, and I said this, I actually was on uh, the Chiefs Wire podcast today um, and, and talking Lions Chiefs. And, and like the, the host was like, there's always a yeah, but with the, the Lions. I'm like, yeah, there kind of is with this team because they haven't been great, but they're good enough not to lose. You had and- a great quote, and I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess it up a little bit, but I'll get the spirit of it. And, and this one that stuck with me um, that the Lions are a team that are very uncomfortable for other teams to play. Yes, and, they are, and that's that's actually a good thing because I don't think that's been the case for a long, long time. You know, no, and I think so. That is the adaptability of Matt Patricia and the the style that he coaches. He's very good at figuring out what the other team wants to do and not letting them do that. He's going to force them to do things that they don't have. They don't practice a lot. They don't perform a lot. What will that be against the Chiefs? Who knows? Maybe maybe it's making them make a 14 play 80 yard drive, which is not something that they do. They like to strike, you know, yep. three plays, 70 yards, Nicole Hardman gone Bye. that. That's their game. If you can frustrate them, if you can slow them down, if you can run at them and their run defense is awful, it's awful. They don't have for, for as good as their front line is they they can pass, they can pass rush. Yeah. Chris Jones, really good player. Frank Clark, very good pass rusher. None of those guys play the run very well, and their linebackers are bad, and their safeties are really bad in space at tackling. Yeah. So there's 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 opportunities there. Yeah. Like you said, the Lions do on paper with what the Lions do well, Matt, or what they try to do well. They they try to run, they don't run very well. We'll talk about that. Um, they uh, they in theory do a lot of things that would portend success against this Chiefs team. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. And but and, the Chiefs, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he's he's a wild card, man. He's 
he's the MVP for a reason. He's going to be the MVP again for a reason. Let's talk about about the Lions run game. I know we're going to talk about it a little bit here, but this is a um, there's we have a question that came from the Patreon, so we'll we'll just we'll just roll into this. And again, we'll take your calls two four eight. 7828384248782838384 or via Skype Detroit Lions podcast all one word. So the question is how much of our struggles with the run do you think have been self-inflicted by either our running backs or offensive line um play calling or is it the teams we played against? And I'm going to I'm going to say if we look at the t- the the front seven we've played against in Arizona in uh Suggs, right? And and right. Uh, and the and Chargers family, with Bosa and Bosa and Ingram. Yeah, you talk about uh, behind that with Denzel Perryman and Jatavis Brown. Felcher Cox in Philadelphia, yeah. right? I mean, you got a you got a lot of guys that that, that you're playing you know, against here. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Graham can really play. You know, Derek Barnett can really play. So I would say, and I said this again in the podcast, there's a three of the top ten um, defensive fronts in uh, in the NFL we played in the first three weeks. I would expect, and they stack the box, of course. Um, I would expect that you're gonna any team's gonna have a hard time running in those circumstances. But you've seen it now for a couple games. Is it the competition, the level of the competition, or is it the fact that we have um, a, a, an offensive line that is not capable of blocking for the run? Typically, you see great run blocking and, and terrible pass blocking. This seems odd. You know. It's better to have good pass blocking and bad run blocking for sure. And and I think Taylor Decker is a good example of that. I think Rick Wagner is becoming a good example. He used to be a dominant run blocker. It's just mm-hmm. not there for him anymore. Right. But no sacks in two games against the, guy, against the guys they've played. Hell yeah, give me that. I also think that it has been telling when they do bring in two tight ends and when they line a guy up in line tight end or when Bodden's in the game mm-hmm. and when all of those things come together – the other team knows they're running, and they're loading up on it. Bodden, by the way, is not very good. That's that's part of the problem. He's not a very good run blocker. Right. He, he can hurdle. Yes, he can. He can <laughs> get out in space. He is not a – he is not your I'm going to go bash a guy kind of fullback. That's just not who he is. Right. So maybe maybe there's a misapplication of personnel there. He's, he's like a, a three-quarterback. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not quite a halfback. He's not quite a fullback, right? Yeah, three quarterback. Yeah. No, so there, there's there's some things with that. Um, carry on doesn't always find the right hole. Yes, thank you. And it's something that's been rolling around in my head, and I was kind of holding off on it because I, I love carry on, and I know everybody does, but yes. I've seen him kind of choosing the wrong spots uh, on his runs, and it's been, um, am I get, am I reading this wrong? Thank you, thank you, Riz, for yeah. No, for he that. he will. Um, he likes to go where the play is designed to go, whether that is where the hole is or not. And that's something, by the way, that they they stress very heavy at Auburn. So this is something that he learned in college. You know, you're better off getting four yards on a play the way it was scripted than going off script and getting ten, but you might lose two. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the way Auburn. That's what that's Gus Malzahn. That's how he coached. And, but it works in college, right? Because right. the the level right. of of players, especially when you when you have top tier picks on your line and as a running back, you start manhandling right. people, and you know ahead of time you can scheme what your play calls are going to be, where those holes are going to be, based on the the drastically inferior level of talent you ha- you have between college players, right? right? Yeah, it doesn't yeah, work not, in the NFL. Yeah, they're not playing Louisiana Monroe anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the, the, so carry on can be a little bit better at it. I think they need, I would actually give, I know everybody wants carry on and get the ball more. I would actually mix it up. I would get Ty Johnson more involved. I would get McKissick more involved. Um, McKissick the, the, play that, the big play that he had last week, he can do that kind of thing. His ability to line up outside, line up in the slot, do move all over the formation. That's something that they haven't had. They sort of had it with Riddick. But Riddick was like, if you touch him, he's going down. Yeah, yeah. And it was too a obvious more, what you were doing when he was in the game. Yeah, it was. You know, and I think the 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 spirit of freshness there with McKissick makes him something – it's something there. Uh, I like the idea of adding Marvin Hall on the outside as a somebody to stretch and somebody to worry – make that safety worry. Like, I can't cheat up on the run because this guy might get by me. Marvin Jones isn't getting by the corner on the outside. Kenny Galladay sure as hell isn't getting past the corner on the outside. Uh-huh. But there's they been gotta, plays that they have been wide-ass open this year. 
There have been more plays not, this not year. Often. No, no, no. Not no. Often. But they, I mean, when, when I've seen there was in this in the game against the Eagles, there was three plays where he had at least three yards between him and and any uh, any coverage. And I saw that a couple times throughout the season. And I don't know if it's if if the the, the defenders are taking the wrong coverage, they're missing something. But there's been a, a number of times this year that we've had wide receivers that have been sitting there wide yeah. open and broken coverage, and that's. That's separation, baby. <laughs> Marvin Marvin has done a pretty good job of it. Galladay has not gotten anything yeah. from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, even Arizona, he had a good game. He was making contested catches against you know their their number four and number five cornerbacks. Yeah. I mean, he's that's who he is, and he's he's good at what he does. But he is what he is. But they were uh, getting gashed. Let's let's. Yeah, in fairness, they were getting gashed by Hawkinson, so they started moving cornerbacks around because exactly. they needed coverage. Um, by the way, let's hope we get more of that Hawkinson from the first week, and not the guy who has what two passes for four yards the last two weeks. Yeah, you know he's been blocking though, and I'll take the I'll take he's, the wins. He's playing well, this, he's just not getting the opportunities. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's more of a schematic thing. It, it's looking to how can we beat the people we're playing and and exactly. exploit their their defense, right? Um, the, the, exactly. you know, the, the Eagles knew we were all over Zach Ertz. They knew right. we were covering him. So right. they tried and to go to Aguilar. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dropping everything, man. Dropping everything. Like Aguilar. <laughs> I love that guy. That, guy. that guy's my spirit animal. <laughs> By the way, I love the way Nelson Aguilar handled that. You see what he did? Oh man. Yeah, absolutely. That was, that is, that's cool what man. you do. That's yeah. how you handle it. Yeah. That was awesome. He yeah. made a fan out of that guy. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to show you something. We're we're getting ready, and I mean, this is just like probably a week early, but I want to show you something we got out there. I think you might enjoy it. I'm gonna see if I can get you here. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha! I like it. There we go. That doesn't mean a file transfer protocol either. No, sir. No, it is a Lions mantra. FTP, baby. I saw a couple people FTPing in the. uh, See that in the Slack, yeah. All the time. <laughs> Saw it in the live chat here, so I just want to show you. Yeah, we got the FTP shirt for you. DetroitLinesPodcast.com/store. Nice. Uh, so okay, there's a lot. There's a lot here uh, to unpack. So the 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 biggest danger, the second you see Mahomes getting outside the pocket, is when you could just start like it's a good time to go get a drink. It's a good time to go to the bathroom, right? Because bad things are going to happen for the Lions. Is that really basically what our game looks like? Kind of. Uh, he's he's so he for as much as we've seen Aaron Rodgers destroy us doing those things. Yeah. Mahomes does it. He's got a better arm. So yeah, I'm so glad. That's, now I want I want to recall something though, and and it's inevitable that we make the, the Patriots references, and I can't I can't help it because it's always there's always something relevant there. But if you go back, remember the very very first do your job. I think there's three of them now, right? Because fuckers keep doing their job but um you go back to the first do your job there's a scene it was the beginning of the season and they got their asses handed to them by kansas city you remember that mm-hmm. that year i think mm-hmm. they wound up having to play them in the playoffs and they beat them too they did. They did. in yes. kansas city right yes they did i yeah. watched that game in the tampa airport <laughs> oh man if i was only here we could have hung out I know, uh, <laughs> um that's one of the things I just want to put in people's mind. It was early. It was the first game or the second game of the season that I they lost to him. Week, I think it was week two. Yeah, yeah. So it was still early. But that's one of the things that Patricia's defense has known and, and is kind of known for. This team kind of gets its footing and comes up to speed as the season goes on. Now, New England this year is is, is at fucking full speed on day one, right? Uh, it helps yeah. when you play Miami. But uh, <laughs> they're... Um, they're they, going to show Buffalo this week. What it's, they're they're going to show Buffalo this week what it's like to be undefeated. <laughs> I just I kind of feel like the Lions could look pretty good in that division, playing Miami and freaking Buffalo and the Jets. I mean, come on, come on. Didn't didn't we didn't we sweep last year or win three out of the four? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, did we beat Buffalo? We beat everybody I, else. I think we did. Yeah, I think I we think we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We beat the Patriots. We, that was week three last year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so it's it's unex, it's the unexpected expected, right? And uh, I remember last year asking, what happens if we win, guys? Because everybody was jumping off the wagon. They were so mad. They were going nuts. And I'm like, oh, my God. We hired. The, you know, it's it's so funny to me because I'm going through that now in the other hat that I wear with the oh. Browns. This Freddie Kitchens guy, what the hell's wrong with him? We made a huge mistake. Oh, my God. Burn it all to the ground. Throw gasoline on it. Burn it down. Three Car- weeks, people. 
Carter's <laughs> calling me out, giving me flashbacks. We definitely did not beat the Jets. <laughs> oh, oh. I forgot oh, about oh. that, right? <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yes, we, 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 lost. we did lose to the Jets, badly. It's, it's, yeah. it's the speaking, yeah. that's why I forget. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to forget that. Oh, my God. How, how can I forget that? But yeah. so anyway, this is a team, and, and we look at, you know, where they where they came from and where a lot of the, the, the thinking and the learnings came from for both Quinn and from Patricia. And we saw a team that um, they they came, they lost bad, and and it was one of those things. I remember, I remember it clear as day. Um, Belichick saying, "You know, it was a tough loss. It was one of those games." He's like, "Oh, of course it's he, he won the Super Bowl, so of course he's super calm at this point." But he's like, "But I looked around the the, the team in the fourth quarter, and no one had given up." We we hadn't lost them in this game. He's like, okay, mm-hmm. I think we got something to work with here. I think we can work because <laughs> Belichick, you know, you can just hear him saying that, right? And uh, they 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 took that loss, put it behind them, and 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 turned down a you know a Super Bowl performance. So even even a tough loss against the Chiefs, I don't think it's the kind of thing you can completely judge this team on. It's one game, and we are absolutely in better shape than we are now. Now we ha- and and I, I said in the the podcast as well that the crowd has to show up. This, you have to make this a home game. Yes. You have to utilize that advantage. This is now where the team needs every weapon at its disposal to win this game. And if they do, the narrative changes. Things change. People really start, even the, the players themselves start believing, like, hey, there might be something here. Um, I don't think a loss breaks this team. I think an absolutely humiliating loss is, is pretty tough. That, that, would be a, that would be a tough pill to swallow. They have the ability to win this, and that's the thing. You know, I would love to see the fans get fired up Excuse me, I'm. You're still sick. Flimble. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100. percent I'm playing it hurt. I'm like Darius Slay. I'm gonna mail you a cough button for next time. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You want me to give you a break? I can talk through you for you. You let you let you kind of. Yeah, give me give me a second. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let me hack up another one. You know, while he's hacking up, he might need to find himself a handkerchief. And where would you get your handkerchief? Amazon. DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Uh, not only handkerchiefs, anything you can think of, it's all available. Amazon. DetroitLionsPodcast.com. No funny stuff. No crazy pop ups or anything. It just takes you right to the site. But by typing it in that way, it sets a cookie and lets them know we sent you there. And they gave us a little kickback. Kickback. It keeps. You know, Bald Bezos doesn't get all that money. He gives a little bit of that to us so that he doesn't make all that profit because he doesn't need it. Look at that guy. Look at him. He doesn't Eat the rich. He should, he should have a, hair, a head full of hair with all that money he's got. I mean, now he's just taunting us. He's I mean, taunting Brian Urlacher us. bought hair. If you ever drive through Chicago, you see like 5,000 billboards of Brian Urlacher with hair. <laughs> it's it's Urlacher with hair in Chicago, and it's fucking um, – um, John Elway in dealerships in Colorado, right? In Denver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he owns oh, everything man. for that. All right. So, so I'm going to ask All you, right. speaking I'm of hair, um, I, I, I do want to ask you a quick question. How about the flow on Baden? You got to go with that, right? Oh, he's got fantastic hair. Yeah. Fantastic I mean. flow. He, he's right there. I like Tavai's a little bit more because Tavai, like, like if I – I theoretically could grow Nick Bowden's hair. I wouldn't look sweet like he would, but I could. Oh, I don't know. Years. I could not grow Jelani Tavai's. My hair is as straight as an arrow. His has that you know, natural wilt and curl to it. Sure. I just, I just don't have that. So I, I, I respect that a little bit more. But yeah, Bowden's got some good salad up there, man. You guys are gonna freak out when I get out of the corporate world. At what happens to my hair and my facial hair? <laughs> You're not going to recognize I've me. Seen, I've seen the old pictures. Yeah, my yeah. goodness, yeah. The big old chops yeah. coming down. You're gonna, you'll be scared of me if you see me in an alley. That old man will wow. kill me. All right, let's talk about. We got another question here, and if you guys have any questions, feel free to call us. That's okay. We're we're looking for your calls. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Give us a call. Let us know what's up. Uh, S Res. Ask him why he's so sick with a cootie kiss. Was he uh, hanging out with, um, oh, why can't I remember the Jets quarterback's name? Why do I blank on this shit at the dumbest Sam time? Sam Darnold. Thank you. Has he been I hanging not, out with Sam Darnold? I did not have mono. <laughs> I was a little worried that I had EEE, that which is a, that, that, that's actually a very big deal right now in West Michigan. They're like playing, they're playing high school football games at, before dark. So that it gets done. So people don't get bit by that. I mean, it's like, it's wow. like killing. A lot. Of, it killed the wolves at the Binder Park Zoo in Battle Creek. It's a fairly serious thing. Did I tell you about the Al Qaeda mosquito bites I got in, in my trip to India? I, they they, they I, blistered. I actually had blisters up and down my legs. It's crazy. Anyway, so uh, two four eight eight seven eight two eight three eight four. We'll get you in there, and uh, we'll go on to this next question that came out of the Patreon. 
and this is a good one. Oh, nice. And I, I really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you flow on this a little. Oh, wait, I'm not gonna let you flow. I'm gonna take this call real quick. Sorry. Nope. Hey, caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? That's how we have to start these things, just so you know. <laughs> I'm aware. Hey, man, it's Thursday. It's not Friday yet, bud. Hey, Come Brandon, on. how you Brandon. doing? <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, uh, I know this is quick takes, and uh, first of all, shout out to uh, the Eagles. Come on, man. Bring it back and get her done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am a Thursday Night Eagles fan. <laughs> yes. Yes. Rebound quickly, so, please. And, and uh, well, I did want to. I did want to ask uh, 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 Jeff. Uh, I, and you've been drinking a whole lot of Harvest Moon beer, man. You look as orange as a orange. <laughs> <laughs> they had to carve that face into his pumpkin head. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Uh, I. Uh, I ran outside today, which was probably a mistake. And I'm also wearing a red shirt. Um, and the lighting in my. I'm. I'm in our pseudo office, and it, it's just got terrible lighting here. So I'm. I'm. I'm a little orange. I'm I'm doing the Tony Kornheiser thing today. Trying to be. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Well, here's here's my thoughts, and I'll go ahead and get out of here since it's supposed to be quick take. And this is something I'm going to call up uh, Detroit Radio in the morning to bring up too. But I've noticed while we're just studying and, and watching ball games, I had an interesting uh, uh, figure out here that everybody knows about the the turnover. Uh, battle that if you win the turnover battle, usually you win the game. Mm-hmm. The counterpunch to that is explosion plays. Now they call them chunk plays now. So mm-hmm. if a team loses the ball in a turnover or turnover on downs or they block a kick or what have you, they can get back in the game by having an, an explosion play. So this is the counterpunch that the Lions have to have against explosion plays that Kansas City usually invariably always has every week. Uh, and and a lot of them is I, I watched the last three games, uh you know, the Jags, the Raiders, the the um and uh uh yeah. Uh oh the Ravens. And a lot of times when they have a big explosion play, it's because of busted coverage. Uh somebody isn't covering somebody like they need to and then look out and those guys can fly like the wind, man. So I'm I'm thinking that if they allow an explosion play, the Lions counterpunch will be to get a turnover or a turnover and down or or somehow get the ball back on a short field. And and I believe that's how how they're gonna have to do it. Otherwise it, it will be a shootout and I tell you what, my bold take, thirty three thirty one Lions. I think they outscore them wow. probably with four field goals and three touchdowns, and even though they get four touchdowns and one field goal. Guys, I'll let it go with that. Have fun. Oh. Take care, man. Right. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Good to hear from man. you. Man. I owe him. He called me earlier today, and I was I was working. I couldn't get free. All right. Brandon, Brandon's a really good dude. Lo- love his passion. Oh, my God. Yeah. So th- we got a lot of stuff going on here. Um, you got called out for wearing your daughter's pink headphones. <laughs> they're not pink. They're red. <laughs> and then... Um, there was the, there's a the Midwest accent she, there. Got, she's got, over got, she's got, over her Hello Kitty phase. <laughs> yeah, but you're not evidently. <laughs> <laughs> I was always more of a, I like I the more of a brony. <laughs> I like the prediction from Brandon. I and, and this is the thing. It is you know, it could happen. It is possible. And, and, it's, and it's, the, way, it's, the way he laid it out is exactly how they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to make big plays. They're going to have to capitalize on them. If they get a fumble recovery, run it in. <laughs> you know, yeah, get it, six out instead yeah, of three, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to capitalize. You got to get touchdowns. When you get into the red zone, you got to score six. You can't settle for thirty-five yard field goals. Can I? That, can that's, I? That's not going to beat them. Can I bring you a quote? It's a famous quote from a philosopher. Uh, we got a recording of it though. It's um, it really is referring to. It's a good time to have optimism on this team. You're looking at this team. Let's let's take a quick look. Smell the roses instead of pissing in the garden all the time. There you go. <laughs> um, and then I, I want to revisit one thing. <laughs> um, the, I was stone cold sober when I did that, too. I know. I know. Uh, the, the, this one you weren't. Dr. Riz right here for you. I got your back, folks. <laughs> Dr. Riz. He's got the latex glove and he's got your back. Um <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> okay, okay, let's go. All right, so let's talk about the the question from the Patreon. We'll go back. Uh, can this team be a playoff team by being average at everything? 
and and this is this is interesting. I want to I want to I want to dive in here with you on this one because this is a, this is a good question. There's at least one part of our team need to be near the top in the league. And if you're looking at the Lions, what are they really 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 good at? One of the snarky comments in Patreon was, "How about how about we we turn up number four in special teams, right? <laughs> of course, because that's where we would lead the league. Another nothing super important. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, I would say you you need to be near the top in turnover differential. Hmm. You need to be able to take the ball, especially if you're not spectacular at anything on offense. Yeah. And I don't think this team is. They're, they're, they're probably going to be middle of the pack in both running and passing at the end of the year. Maybe, maybe in the 10 to 15, 10 to 18 range for both is what I expect them to be. That's not, not world-beating, but it's also balanced. It's not, you know... You're, you're first in passing and 32nd in, in running. Right. They're, they're better than that. They are trying to run the ball, and I, th- I do think that we will see them do that this week. I just think that the way that they're set up is they are designed to be difficult to play against. I think that's the identity of the team. And that can be tough for fans to wrap your hands around. It's tough when you watch their film because they do so many different things yep. in different weeks. Yep. They, they have adaptable, smart football players. And I think one of the one of the things that that we talked about um, when we were in Indianapolis, when I was hanging out with the the Draft Network guys, was you know they were trying to like who are the Lions going after? I'm like, well, first off, you can you can rule out anybody who's got any you know like domestic violence or drug things. You know, get rid of them. You want guys who are like team captains, who are like high school valedictorians. Right, right. You, you want guys who are like noted for having high football IQs, which you know Tavares was off the charts. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the reasons why why. And he's shown up. He's, he's, he's played shown, well. Yeah, but he's, he's done well. impressed a lot of people that didn't maybe otherwise think he was going to be a good pick. It, it it's going to be interesting to see how he and Davis played together, uh, especially since Devon Kennard, by the way, has been phenomenal this Holy year. Holy cow! This is a career year for him, right? I mean, he's just been yes. out of his shoes. It's it's one of those you know career hiccup years, and and yeah. the Lions typically don't get that guy, yeah. other than like um, George. George, yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. George, he went to Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. Um, George on. Johnson. Johnson, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there it was. <laughs> yeah. And they had, you know, they had that that seven sack year from Zettel, and now he's, you know, like riding the bench somewhere. Yeah. He, Tackling he trees in the backyard. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's, I think that's what you're going to be at. You can do it. Um, I I made the comment. I forget where I said it. Um, but they remind me of the early Bill Cowher Steelers. They yes, had yep. they had a very balanced team. They were tough to prepare against. You knew you knew when you were playing them, they were gonna come out and try to kick your ass. They were gonna try to bomb over the top of you, but they were also gonna pound you and they weren't gonna make enough mistakes. And that sounded very porno and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. Did you read it on my face? Is that, is that yes, you get yes, cute? Yes. <laughs> Phrasing <laughs> Yeah, I heard it. Um, oh, yeah. Goodness. So, but, you know, this team is kind of like those teams. And, you know, can Matthew Stafford be like Ben Roethlisberger was? Or like, um, did you go back in time? The Tommy Maddox team that was mm, good. Oh, yeah. Go back before that, the, the Cordell Stewart teams. You know, <laughs> they can be this. They can be that team. They, they went to a Super Bowl with Bubby Brister. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, let me ask you, though, I about the offense and, and – um, there's still it's still new, right? The Daryl Bevel and Matthew Stafford um, yeah. relationship. Do you think that has any effect on how things are working right now? I mean, there, and, and you can you can point to the trust me thing, but I think that may have been a little overblown in the moment, right? And whatever, right? Do you think they've hit their 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 stride, or you can't say even you can't say they've hit their peak, right? Because you, there's always no. room for improvement. But have they hit their stride? Do you think, or do you think there's going to be a continual improvement as the year goes on? One of the things that I think is that. Bevel is seeing in-game action what Stafford likes to do and how he likes to flow throughout a game. Stafford is a guy, if, if you watch him on the sidelines, and I, you've been to games, I know yeah, you've done this, yeah. he's fiery on the side. He is not someone who sits there and just, you know, I'm going to sit here and listen to my coach. He's going to talk. He's going to look at he's going to look at the, the tablet thing and see what was open, and if he's angry about it, he's going to slam it on his knee. Yep. And, and I think that that is something that I don't think Bevel necessarily realized that he had. 
and he wants to play with that emotion a little bit. Yeah. You know, if Stafford's out there and he's thrown three dimes in a row and somebody dropped one, a lot of times in the past, Cooter would be like, okay, we're, we're exercising that from the playbook. Gone. Right. Like, <laughs> we've got five plays, JBC. Come on. we got to yeah. keep that one in there. And Bevel's like, you know what? You hit it last time. We'll, we'll make the play this time. Trust your guys to make it. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. I, I think that, that's a big philosophy, and that is something that he did with Russell Wilson really well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, I'm very pleased with the play calling. I really am. The, I, the results haven't been great. They're okay. They're acceptable. Mm-hmm. It could be better. But I like, I, I like in general, other than the end of the game situations, I think they do a really good job of keeping the defense guessing keeping them off balance and and trying to keep Stafford and the run game both at the same time in a little bit of a rhythm. And I, I said, and, and I'm sure you remembered that this is a, a team and an offense that people are going to not understand when they see it. Cause it's not like what they saw before. And they're trying to kind of right. put it into a basket or something. It's just different. It, it was run first. No, it's not. It's not run first. We, 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 we know no. that it's not necessarily run first, but it is attack the weakness of the other team and and make them adjust. I feel like we've done that and teams have adjusted and we've taken a little longer to adjust into something new from there. And and that's what I'd like to like to see a little better uh, adjustments out of, of Bevel and, and Stafford on the on the play side and, and executing on it towards the end of the game when they've made the the changes to kind of cover what we've been exploiting. But hey, it feels great to get out early in a game. <laughs> and, My light just fell over. <laughs> it feels good to get out early in a game and have a good and score right and instead yes. of always playing from behind. Now we're protecting a lead or just just behind that. That feels good. This is this is big boy football, and that's what this week is all about with the uh, with the Chiefs. We have to come out and play some some big boy football. You cannot fall behind thirteen to nothing against the Chiefs. You've got to you got to stay within a touchdown. You got to stay within one score. Yeah. Because if they start to sprint it out, they have the ability. They will keep throwing at you I when just, they're ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They weren't. They aren't going to take the foot off. That's all they do, right? I mean, that's their their offense from start to finish. And the, I mean, for me, it is all about clock control, ball control. Own that running game. Own you. You. This team should. If this team can't run on the Kansas City Chiefs, then we can start having a conversation about what's wrong with the running game, right? We should be able to run. They we should have, own the clock. And yeah. yep. And limit Kansas City's chances in number because you own the clock. And then when you do that. You have a rested defense that can actually come back with those turnovers, and it comes down to the turnover battle. Because I think if if we can do that, I think we should see two two teams that score pretty regularly on Sunday. And um, I think so. the one it could come down to the last possession, or it could come down to who capitalizes on those turnovers. Uh, and that's where I think we just got it. We got to slow it down. We can't let them put a lot of points on the board, and uh, and just do our thing. So we'll see. All right. Uh, I'm going to open up the phones one, you know, one more time here. 248-782-8384. Give us a call. We'll be happy to talk to you. Get Pick Riz's brain. Um, I don't know if you need tweezers or not, but 248-782-8384 and uh, get in there. And, and while we're waiting, see if anyone else wants to call. Uh, it's quick take, so we're not going to go too much longer here. I do want to ask you, Riz, um, and, and we've been asking the, in the live chat here by a couple of people, um, you are renowned for a five and eleven prediction. Um, oops, oops. Maybe we, we've got a Riz is wrong here because you didn't have the tie in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't give me the tie with me for that one. Very flaccid about that prediction round. It, it's got to feel different. I mean, it, here we are, three games in, and we got two wins out of the five you predicted. It's awesome. And it's awesome. and it feels like the schedule gets easier after Green Bay, and Minnesota. Um, you want you want to update that a little bit? You feel I, like it? I don't want to jinx them. Okay. okay. So you've gone <laughs> down to four a, or 12. <laughs> I, no, uh, five, 10 and one. There you go. All right. There we yes. go. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and, and I will reflect back on what I wrote because I did, I, I don't, I'll go back to this and I know, I know people read this. I, for real GM, I did the power rankings um, yeah. sometime in late July. I want to say it was, and I put the lions, I believe they were 23rd. They might've been 24th. And I said in that, that they are the most likely team to go from worst to first, but they're also very likely to stay in last. And I went with the latter part of that prediction for the year because I didn't, I didn't think that the offense would be as productive as it has been. Right. And I'm very, I'm very pleased to be wrong about that. Uh, but I still, 
they they because they are a team that requires the opponent to be somewhat complicit in their own defeat. That's a difficult way to expect them to keep winning. Complicit in their own defeat. Wow, I like yes. that. That's that's yeah. Damn, it's sort you have of a way with words, Riz. I said it in the podcast. That's probably why you're a writer, or it comes from writing a lot. But God, yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, and and that's it's tough to have faith in that as a game plan, as a as a way to go out and win games. Uh, I'll equate it to one of the. I'm a huge Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I don't apologize for that. When we had Mike Fratello as our coach in the mid '90s, all the games were were sort of like the football, the basketball version of Matt Patricia. They, they slowed down the game. They took the air out of the ball. They wanted less possessions. They wanted individual plays in crunch time to matter more. And those teams, they didn't have the most talent, but they they maximized who they had really well. Terrell Brandon, Tyrone Hill, Bobby Phils, rest in peace. They, they, before they got Sean Kemp and before he got too tall that he, or too fat that he couldn't even dunk anymore. This team is, is kind of like that, honestly, as, as a football version of it. In that they they don't have the most talented guys, but they have guys who fit together well, who complement one another well, and who are smart enough to do things that aren't going to cost the team wins. And that's going to be a very difficult team to beat, but it's also tough for me to trust them to win. I do think that they're going to surpass five wins. Yes, I do. I don't want to put a number on it because I don't want to like say, oh, now I think they're going to go you know seven, eight, and one, and I look like a putz. I don't. I don't. I, I don't need I don't need help looking like a plot. <laughs> All right. Um had a quick break in the stream there. Sorry guys. Um not sure exactly what happened, but uh we should be back now and, and back on. All right, Riz, there's a, a the horn, I guess, broke the live stream. <laughs> Tommy Lee will do that. Um yeah, I guess he will. All right, so let's see. We've got we had a good one here for you. Okay. The defensive backs. I want to get some thoughts on the DBs group, and then we'll we'll wrap it up after after that question. Okay. I'll just I'm just going to start off, and then I'll let you. I'll just kind of turn on the Riz fan and let it start blowing. Uh, <laughs> um, Justin Coleman has been amazing so far this year. He has played. He's having a um a year okay. like I mean he, he's 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 a guy that is having a career year like a Devin, Devon Kennard year, right? Right. He's just an outlier year. He's been playing great. And again, you don't want to jinx him. You don't want to screw it up. But oh my God, he has been solid as hell. God, I think I want to hit you with Ramsey after we talk about the DBs. Do you mind if I do that, Riz? Can you? Can you? No, wait, wait. We can talk about the, the not never going to happen. Yeah. But. Okay. No, that's fine. Because a lot of people keep talking about it, and I want you to, I want you to weigh in on it. Okay. So let's talk All about right. the DBs. Let's, let's, okay, let's, let's talk about the guys that we actually have that want to play football. That's Justin Coleman. He is one of the best slot corners in the league. And one of the things that Seattle didn't do with him was they didn't let him be him. Uh, again, Matt Patricia is smart enough yeah. to let, let his good players do what they do best. Simple coaching philosophy. Ask your best players to do what they do best a lot. Wait. Seems simple. And Seems then, simple. I know. I know. It's a radical thought. And then, and then you would have to architect having the right kind of players that do the right kinds of things well to create a full defense, right? Right. Wow. Funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think some of, the, some of the reason why he's been good is because teams fear Quandre Diggs and Tracy Walker at safety. Those guys are they are playmakers. Quandre will fuck somebody up straight up, man. That yes, guy hits yes, hard. And yes, did you see the 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 college take of Quandre yes, standing? He, not, I mean, he not. knocked Mahomes out on his feet when when they were at Texas <laughs> and Texas Tech. Mahomes was like, oh, looked like me after two fists of vodka, man. Yes. He was in full stagger mode, and he wound up he wound up leaving that game. Yeah. And, Vinny Testaverde, his son, took over, of all people. Oh, God. I don't wish bad on anybody, right? I don't wish injuries on anybody, but I feel like reliving that moment might win the game for us this week. <laughs> I mean, they certainly take a hit when they don't have the MVP, and they're already without Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Um, although, I got to say, Mecole Hardman, I, I got to give him a little bit of love. He's a, yeah. he's a guy I really wanted the Lions to go after. He, so he was at, at, at the Combine. Um, John Ledyard from the Draft Network at the time and I were interviewing him and, and John asked him, what's your favorite play? 
And he's like, Hey man, you got, you got pen and paper. And he's always smile, always smiling. Dude, dude loves talking about football being football. So he gets it out and he draws it up. And Terry Godwin was on the other side of the table. And he's like, Oh, I know what player you're drawing. You scored in this against Arkansas. And, and, and Harvard was like, and Mississippi state and Georgia. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Um, and, and he drew it up and he was just like so enthusiastic about it. And he's like, see, if I catch the ball here, ain't nobody catching me. <laughs> right. 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 Oh, he, he's, he's funny. He's, he's, he's really easy to like, and it's going to be sad when he scores a touchdown on Sunday. Because mm. I like the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he looks he looks He's um, good. And, and he is a problem for Coleman because he is instantly fast. Yeah. That's not something that Coleman is. Coleman can handle guys that have the build up speed or are quick but not fast. Yep. He's both. Yep. And that that's a that's a pro, that's gonna be a problem for Coleman. If, you, if we've just been hyping up Coleman about how well he's playing, this is a rough matchup for him. Yeah, no, that this just, is a great point. And he's, he's going to wind up having to play off him, which is going to give him all kinds of short right. yardage if they want. And they're going to just chunk, 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 chunk. Right. So then you have to make tackles. Coleman's yep. been a pretty good tackler. Diggs, obviously a good tackler. Tracy Walker, other than one really bad play against Arizona, has been a reliable tackler for most He's of his career. Great. I, I really am impressed. Tracy Walker, what, where was he? What round did we get him in? It was it was, it was third, third round pick yeah. out of Luna. That was a good pick. I mean, this is yeah. this is Quinn has been doing a good job. I just gotta say. Now let's talk about someone who maybe wasn't as good a job, and then we'll we'll get back to the other thing. Uh, uh, we we released Travis Fulgham today. Why did we release we him? We did. We didn't sign anybody. Are we going to sign uh, a, a cornerback with a deep no, attitude? We, uh, no, we will be promoting somebody from the practice squad. Probably Chris Lacey, although um, a couple of people have told me that they think it's going to be a defensive player, a defensive lineman because hand might still not be ready to go and Daniels is going to be out and they need, they need somebody to replenish the the stock there. Right, right, right. So Fulgham had, he made the team. He had not been active. He was like the first name on the inactive line because he, he didn't offer you anything. Did you see He's, what I just did there though? I went from how good Quinn is at drafting to saying we, we just dumped, dropped a, a rookie six round pick. Well, we did. Um, <laughs> Seattle just got their third rounder. So, um, that happens. Mm. Um, and some of that is a fact that there's just no place for him on the roster because other guys are better. Sure. Fulgham's issue is what does he offer you as a receiver? He's kind of average. At everything. He doesn't have speed. He doesn't have quickness. He doesn't have great size. He's big, but he's not Galladay big. He doesn't play that way. He doesn't really offer you anything on special teams. What's he doing? You know, there, there's, there's no room for him to be on the on the active roster ahead of somebody else. They're going to bring Marvin Hall. He will he will get more run now. Um, as, as it he he can fly. I don't know if he can catch. He can fly, and I think that that's a dimension that I think that they will see more of. Yeah. Now, now if Amendola's out, it's going to be interesting to see you know what they do for the slot receiver. Does McKissick play that? He's played as a slot receiver big time in Bevel's offense before. So I'm curious as to how that will get handled, and I kind of hope that that's what does happen if, if Amendola's out. God, it's been so long, Riz. There's so many things to talk about. I I, I hate to to keep doing this. So Mike Daniels, I got to pull this one. It's coming out of the chat right now. It's a great great question. Um, All right. We want to see him play against Rodgers. We would yes. love to see that revenge game. But I, there's two pieces to the, to my thought here, and I haven't put them together, so I'm just gonna kind of spit them out and hope they hope they they, they connect right like a Lego. Uh, <laughs> the I feel like he hasn't been on the field, I haven't heard his name, I haven't seen a whole lot out of him, right? But like last week, they ran away from him all game. Yes, they, they ran yes, away from him. So it's not like he didn't have an effect, right? But we're just not calling his name. Him being out, what does this mean for us? Um, and, and just talk about his performance overall. Is is this something we should be happy with, even though we haven't been hearing his name? I I would I wanted more, honestly. Yeah. Okay. But um, again, he plays a position in this defense that isn't going to get a lot of notoriety. Snacks does just because he's, he's snacks. You know, I think Ashawn has played very well yeah. in in response to it, and I think some of that is the fact that they are worried about Daniels. He's 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 more of a facilitator now. He can make plays on his own. But uh, it's like, like Michael Brockers with the Rams. Aaron Donald is superhuman, but Michael Brockers helps him be that way because if they cheat too much, he can go get you too. And I think that's I think that's sort of Daniel's role and and the kind of guy that he is, and that, that's a very valuable piece. But it's not necessarily a marquee piece. Right. 
fortunately, I think I think Trey Flowers might be that guy too. Uh, thank God he played well against Philadelphia because people were already starting to we're paying ninety million for this. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. One tackle in two games, one QB hit in two games. He's, he's he played very well. He's played well, but again, this it showed that he did not practice in the preseason. It really did. The rust is coming off. I think we're going to see a much better Trey Flowers going forward. I hope so. Yeah, no, I I, I do as well. I do as well. He needs, to have, he needs to have a big week this week. He needs to impact Mahomes, keep him from breaking that containment on the outside, and make him worry about – the best way to rush Mahomes is rush right into his face. Make him see you. He know, he feels the blindside pressure like it's not even there. Doesn't worry about it. You need to be it's, – it's exactly the way you did it to Tony Romo. You didn't, you didn't rush him from the back. You rushed right at him. You want him to see you coming at him. And that that's something that I think Flowers can do fairly well. Nice. Their, and their offensive line is not that good. So one more question, and then we'll get to the last question. <laughs> Jared Davis and Deshaun Hand, I think, are the missing pieces for the um, for the pass rush in this team. I just think that that's where the 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 big gap has been yeah. for us to yeah. get that rush. Hand, hand will help. A healthy hand will will do a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, it will. Um, having both those guys back, but even Jared Davis, he punched out the the fumble. Um, he's 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 looked good out there already. I'm really excited about having him back. But I think his it's it's the delayed rush that he brings. The kind of stand there and go. Who was it that that that? Okay, it was the um, um, uh, the Monday night game. The the defensive tackle, uh, Trevathan. He, he he looked away, and the offensive lineman checked off him, and then he blasted in there. <laughs> what a! I I, got, I hate the Bears. I hate Bears fans. Uh, I, I, was, I was I was I was in bed at six thirty Monday night. I didn't see a snap of that game. Wow, that was a. He looked off an offensive lineman. I've seen swim moves. I've seen you know bull rushes. I've never seen a motherfucker get looked off. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> now, now I kind of want to check that out for sure. It is. It is absolutely. He 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 stood there. He's lined up on on, on, on uh, two feet, and uh, the the ball snapped, and the offensive lineman's ready. And he just like he turns like this, and the offensive mm-hmm. lineman cuts inside and turns, and he blasts behind him. It just rolls right in, and it's it was crazy good, man. It was. Like holy shit! So you know, that's that's kind of a role. It's a little bit of a delay, but that's where you see Jared Davis. That's where he's going to come in and missile somebody. And, and he has, I can't he has wait. exceptional timing on his blitzing. He really does. It's the, it's what he does best. Okay, let's let's get into the last piece here. Um, Jalen Ramsey, absolutely. I mean, that's why Fulgham's gone. We we were signing Jalen Ramsey. We're going to make uh, Darius Slay a happy guy. Oh. We're not going to put enough money in the cornerback room because Jalen Ramsey's here. Right? Is that what's happening? Oh boy! So do, do you want, you don't know whether to rant or just like hang up? Right? First, first off, no, I, I will not do that. First Slam off, the Hello Kitties on the desk. <laughs> my daughter's started. Oh my god! Um, and they sounded like shit too. Um, I don't think Jacksonville is all that interested in trading him. Um, mm-hmm. If the report that came out last week is true, and I have reason from my Baltimore people to believe that it is. They turned down two firsts and a third. That tells me they're not moving them. No. Okay. So that's us for sure because we're not paying that. Right. Well, let's roll that to Detroit. You're giving up two firsts and a third, and you're going to pay him $22 million a year because that's supposedly he wants $25 million a year at cornerback. Cornerback, where Slay right now is the highest paid in terms of cap hit with like like 16.8 for this year. He will, he wants he wants to go way the hell over that. Is he that good? Maybe. He's a great, great player. You will not hear me disparage Jalen Ramsey as a player. Although I will say, Rashad Melvin this year, better completion percentage allowed, better yards per catch allowed, has made more plays on the football, and has more solo tackles. Just throw that out there for you. Mm. Not saying that Rashad Melvin's better, saying that he might be – and this was, and I, I went off on somebody on Twitter like this, and I had to apologize to him. Oh, why? Why are you breaking what is not broken right. to, to bring in something that is broken on another team? Why would you do that? Your secondary, is, yes, is Jalen Ramsey more talented than anybody on the roster? Yes, he is. Does that mean he's going to be a great fit in Detroit? No, it does not. 
I think that, it's a, it's it's really good to set the contract ceiling before you go into negotiations with your number one person at that position. Right. <laughs> That's a really intelligent move. Right. So, so now, so, okay, so you know, Slay wanted he held held out. He uh, took some time off. He wants new. He wants more money. That's a paid vacation. Right. Yes. Basically. The Lions have been pretty steadfast that they're not going to give it to him until the end of it, or at least another year. How is that going to look to all the other guys that are on the roster now that are going to, you're going to be like, you're not paying Slay, you're going to bring this guy in and give him all that jack. What has he done for us? You know, and okay, so then then there's the more pragmatic version of it. You're giving away two first round picks. So you're giving away your first round pick in 2020, 2021, and a third rounder next year. That's your cheap cost controlled labor. That is where you're getting, if you hate Taylor Decker, that's where you're getting his replacement. Because you don't get you don't get tackles to play outside the first round. You just don't. Right. It doesn't happen. And the best free agent f- tackle in the last few years, by the way, Riley Reef. <laughs> He's the best free agent tackle in the last five years. Oh my god. And they moved him to left tackle. You're going to pay Fifty million dollars to Riley Reef to have him replace Taylor Decker, who's going to get fifty million dollars whether he stays in Detroit or where he goes somewhere. You're you're totally eliminating your ability to replace a part like that that goes away. You're eliminating your chance to get a game plate breaking. What I love Henry Ruggs, that guy from Alabama. My get get him in Detroit freaking now. He's perfect for the offense. He is mm-hmm. absolutely perfect. I would love that. You ain't getting him if you don't have a first round pick. You're not getting you're not getting any of those premium wide receivers that are in this draft class. And it's a pretty good class. You're losing out on your chance if you hate Matthew Stafford. You're sure as hell not getting his replacement without a first round pick or right. two. Well, so and- you have you have basically put all of your eggs into having phenomenal corners at the expense of upgrading the rest of your roster. I don't think that Bob Quinn thinks that that's a good idea, and I sure as hell don't think it's a good idea. And if you think about it, I mean, <laughs> Chicago hasn't had a first-round pick since 1942. Uh, how's that working out for them? Well, the one they got, where, where that they? one, the one they got, though, man, Trubisky, he, he's a winner. Where, where are they in the standings? Uh, they, would, they would be in last place, Chris. What? Wait, no. They had all that great. They got Khalil Mack and Trubisky and didn't have. Huh. I will. I'll, I'll give you another example because the Houston Texans have done this. Mm-hmm. They have gone all in. They went out. They traded. They, they traded so many picks. They didn't have a pick until the third round last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they it killed them because they could not get any offensive line help. This year, they used a first-rounder on a guy who can't play, um, which led them to trade another first-rounder to get Laramie Thunsel. You, When you're strapped like that, now they have no they have no ability to upgrade their team for the next two years. Right, the right. Texans that you see this year, this is the best they will be. I don't want the Lions to be like that. No, especially. I, I, want, them to, I want them to keep going up because I do think that Patricia is building something with a culture of, of specific types of players that can work. I really do think that. And and, and, and let's if, look at take away his ability to get more of those guys. That's you're going to wind up getting guys. You're okay. You're sick of having every ex giant and ex patriot signing here. If you trade for Jalen Ramsey, you're giving away the assets that are needed to get guys who didn't come from those places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. no totally. And and here's the thing. I think of it from an economic stent. Uh, economic stance if i think about not only how much i have to pay in treasure not only the problem it's going to cause in the locker room not only the problem is going to cause me negotiating with slay later but the opportunity cost and look up opportunity cost guys you're going to spend all this money now and you're going to give away picks and it's like ah first round picks well sometimes you know they don't work in bob quinn's world they always work in bob quinn's work they they play day one every damn time in in Mayhew's world you get Eric Ebron right that doesn't happen so it's not just that you're giving up a first round pick that's down in you know in, in the toys the 30s or whatever and and doesn't maybe necessarily make it no Bob Quinn's picks work and that's where we're getting the most improvement in this team is from the draft not from free agency 
Are you going to take away the number one tool? That cost is not just the cost of Ramsey, but what you don't get in the future in that that's draft. And that's right. really fucking expensive. You can't put a dollar sign on it, but it is a really big dollar sign. Look at what do look at what signing and Dominican Sue did to Miami's ability to They're do still that. Now fun. that was just that, that was a free agency move. That wasn't mm-hmm. a draft move. Mm-hmm. But th- those are the type of things. Look, Chicago, they they gave it all. They gave everything away to get Khalil Mack and Mitchell Trubisky, essentially. Yeah. Mack, Mack was probably worth it, but they don't have any ability to get. Not after they spent all that treasure on Trubisky. That's the problem, right? They right. gave away everything, and now they've got a good team. They do have a good team, even though they're in last they place, have, right? Yes, they, they, have do, a good they team. do have a good team. They don't have a Super Bowl winning team. They don't. They don't have a team that is going to get better either. They, no, next they, three years are going to be tough. Look at the secondary losses that they had this year. They had to let Bryce Callahan go. They had to let Adrian Amos go. Those are good players walking out the door because of what they did to get Khalil Mack. Yeah, yeah. But and then, now, now they will tell you that Khalil Mack was worth it, and I would probably be inclined to agree with you because that team was was hell bent on three and thirteen last year, and they wound up making the playoffs and winning this division. Yep. But they probably peaked with that. I. Call me crazy. I want to. I want to have more than one year of getting to the playoffs yeah. with this group of players. I, and and we, we talked about this when we talked about um, the the Patriots kind of thing. Where what other quarterback could have done what Tom Brady's done? I mean, you, you look at, on. At, at any team that's been nearly. We talked about this was the Senior Bowl when this this conversation started. I remember I was like, mm-hmm. but you know the thing could Aaron Rodgers be as good as for a year or two or three? But his ego. That's the problem. He would not be able to subvert himself to the system. He doesn't have a super supermodel making all the money either. But he, he couldn't let himself be a part of the system. He has to be the big man. He has to make all the money. And and that's the thing. When you say, hey, pay the man, when you're doing all those things, right, you are taking money out of another player's pocket on your team when you pay the man, and I'm not saying that players shouldn't make money or anything like that, but you have to distribute this in a smart way. This money has to move between these players because it's a zero-sum game. There's this much money to spend. If you say pay the man, now you only got this much left. Who else should get paid? Everybody should get paid, right? It's easy when it's somebody else's money, but when you have to do it in the context of a whole team and all the players and salary cap, it's a whole different ball of wax. That's that's what is wrong in some with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Now, obviously, they have... Like they lost their crazy wide receiver and their fat running back. That may have been and a good cu- couple of cuts, though, actually. <laughs> now, now, now they've lost their rapist quarterback. So th- there's a lot of things going wrong there, but they have had salary cap issues for years that have made them rely on third and fourth round draft picks starting right away, especially in their secondary, and it's not working. Yeah. Now they've traded away. They made a move getting Minka Fitzpatrick, very good player, and he played great in their first game where they were plus three in turnovers and still lost. (laughs) (laughs) Their first round pick next year, they spent it to go all in this year on a team that's 0-3, plays on Monday Night Football, will probably lose to the Bengals. Oh, that that, again, we'll lose the Bengals. That's that's a tough one, right? That's the the Bengals. They're they're not good. No, they they can play defense. They can't play offense. (laughs) All right. Watch, hey, that, watch that game at your freaking peril. This this quick takes wound up being a long takes. <laughs> <laughs> I talk too much, and I'm I'm good at being long. No, I missed you, man. I missed you. It's, it's good to hear from you. I'm I'm gonna wrap it up though. Okay. Um. What do you, what's your prediction? Final score for the KC game, and we'll we'll call it at that. All right. You know what? Let me let me look it up because I I wrote it today and I forgot what I wrote because I actually wrote that yesterday. Okay. Okay. Am hey, I going to the the football meteorology on Real GM? Please check it out. There's a fun couple of rabbit or wormholes and rabbit holes that I went down in this one. Um, I was watching Pulp Fiction while I wrote some of it. Oh. And I was commencing the loss of the gimp when they go to the censored version of like the over there version. Right. Like what the hell is wrong with the gimp? <laughs> that um, bothered me. We've got no more um, Riz predictions popping up in the chat. Jordan, you're hilarious. Thanks, guys. Uh, I think uh, Chiefs 30, Lions 24. Okay. Uh, and and one of the one of the things that I said, the concluding sentence was, I don't trust Detroit's special teams or pass rush enough to keep up with the NFL's most explosive offense. Uh, and my editor took out a period there. Uh, it will be close, but Mahomes and Andy Reid smoke the victory cigars. Okay. All right. That's 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 that's, that's, that's where I'm at with it. Okay. Um, 
and and, and I, I like it because you were five and eleven on the team earlier, and I'll just get the time really in there, whatever. <laughs> See if I can break the stream again. Um, <laughs> Jordan's unpacking the toaster. <laughs> I like it. You just stay in that place. You just keep doing that because it seems to be working for the team. All right, I'm, I'm going to pull full hey, superstition out on re- that. Reverse psychology is fantastic for me. I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. No. No. That's okay. I'm, that's total, okay. I'm totally good if. When this team goes 10, 5, and 1, I will happily take your hate mail. Happily. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will love it. And, and to be honest, and, and Riz, I'm, 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 I don't know. Beyond the, the stuff we do here, you're, you're a good guy. You're a good friend. But you guys watch, and you got to understand, Riz, Riz takes this. He, he owns his stuff. You have so many guys that will make predictions like this and hide behind. You know, they won't respond to him. They won't. They won't. Riz owns his 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 perceptions and his you predictions. What the, and, what the hell are you making them for if you're not going to stand up for him? Well, it's the bullshit. You know what I mean? I love that guy. I love that guy. <laughs> no. And, then, and, and that's what makes Riz all right. That's why I, I, I just keep. I love to I just around ask, and hang out with him, man. He's, remember when I'm right because everybody remembers when I'm wrong. Try to remember when I'm right. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Remember, this show needs your involvement. Thank you again, Riz, for joining us. Use the comments and subreddit to give us your feedback. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. We referenced the Slack earlier. The Slack is the 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 best chat. It's such a cool group of people. You can join it. Just sign it up is. for as little as a dollar a month donation. Oh, you can do more. We, we take more. It's okay. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Check us out on Facebook. And now we're on Instagram, Riz. We oh, really, yeah. So here's the thing: I haven't done a single post yet on the account. I don't know what we're going to do with the account, but the followers have started kind of coming in this year. Really, I'm starting to think: how many followers could we get without posting anything? <laughs> it feels you know, like I, that would be kind of fun to try. Just like cyber stalk athletes on the teams that I cover, because a lot of times they wind up doing relevant things on there. I've never posted anything. I I'm, I'm going to look at it now. I have. 26 followers and i've never i've never written a single comment on anything either it's weird okay now and i gotta not look even, it's not even in my name it's like a ghost name it's a dummy name <laughs> I think it's probably russian porn bots okay we're pushing it we're we got two, 22 followers there you go there you go it's detroit lions podcast though it is our name so you guys can listen to that uh the detroit lions podcast on facebook make sure to follow us on twitter at det lions podcast det lions podcast the very best place to see the riz with no pods on. <laughs> Give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com so you can subscribe to the podcast. Why? Because we're going to show up in your ear holes. All right. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, baby. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.